Please note that this podcast will contain spoilers for the Batman the Animated Series episode, The Cape and Cowl Conspiracy, as well as the comic that it was adapted from, that being Detective Comics issue 450, titled The Cape and Cowl Death Trap. It will also contain spoilers for the two films, The Dark Knight and The Batman. While I would not necessarily say that there are spoilers for these stories, it should also be noted that the status quo of the 1966 to 1968 Batman television series and the 2008 to 2011 Batman the Brave and the Bold television series, as well as the Batman Arkham City video game, will be mentioned in this podcast as well. It took a devil from hell to catch me. These were the words of the interrogator in Detective Comics issue 450, written by Elliot Magan. Despite only really appearing in two Batman stories ever, in which he is inexplicably referred to as Jeremiah Wormwood in one and Hosiah Wormwood in the other, the Interrogator is a fascinating and massively underrated Batman villain who could be one of the single greatest Batman villains of all time if he was utilized and explored more. However, in spite of his appearances being so few, the Interrogator is still an incredibly thematically relevant Batman villain who has more than earned his place within Batman's rogues gallery. I am Paxton Phillips, and this is WCCS Radio. Like all of the greatest Batman villains, the Interrogator is essentially a dark reflection of a part of Batman. Both Batman and the Interrogator use fear in order to interrogate their enemies into giving up information, which really calls into question the entire idea of vigilante justice when Batman's information-gathering tactics are so incredibly close to those employed by the interrogator. Much like how Batman spends his days in the socialite persona of Bruce Wayne, the interrogator civilian persona of Wormwood is described within Detective Comics number 450, titled The Cape and Cowl Death Trap, as a socialite. Clearly, both Batman and the Interrogator have an uncannily similar way of thinking. The comparisons between the two, however, do not end there. Both Batman and the Interrogator are both filled a bit by visions of grandeur and ideas motivated by superiority complexes. The interrogator, having a rather high opinion of his own importance and expertise, declares at the end of the Cape and Cowl Death Trap that Batman is not human, and that, quote, it took a devil from hell to catch me, end quote. The interrogator cannot fathom the notion that a mere human being could have outwitted someone as clever and conniving as he. Similarly, Batman has a bit of a superiority complex himself, as anyone who believes that he alone can save an entire city from the scourge of crime and violence would. The comic ends on a philosophical note, calling into question the symbol of Batman, and raising attention to the interrogator's superiority complex with his idea that no human could ever stop him. Interestingly, in the Batman the Animated Series episode titled The Cape and Cowl Conspiracy, the interrogator apparently agrees to the challenge of acquiring Batman's cape and cowl out of a desire to prove his superiority, immediately declaring, quote, Humble the legendary Batman? I must admit, it is an intriguing challenge. End quote. Ironically enough, when the interrogator accepts the challenge presented to him to acquire Batman's cape and cowl, he announces, quote, I'll get you the Batman's cape and cowl, 
That won't be difficult. He is only human, after all. End quote. The interrogator had such a high opinion of his talents with death traps and interrogation strategies that, since Batman was only a human being, he would not be difficult to overcome, the interrogator reasoned. This is quite ironic, since at the end of the Caping Cowl death trap, the interrogator excused his inability to defeat Batman by falsely assuming that Batman must have been some demonic being and could not possibly have been a mere human being. If Batman had just been a human being, the interrogator reasoned, surely he would have been able to overcome him. In the Cape and Cowl conspiracy, when the interrogator leaves a clue of his whereabouts that is found by Gotham City Police Commissioner James Gordon, Batman is able to determine exactly what the hidden meaning of the message is. When Gordon asks him, quote, Do you know what it means? End quote. Batman interestingly responds with, quote, Don't you? End quote, before leaving Gordon perplexed. Batman could have generously shared his revelations with Gordon. Instead, however, Batman chose to flaunt his vast intelligence at the expense of having a potential ally at his side against the dangerous criminal that the interrogator is. Part of the reason why the interrogator has not resurfaced within Batman media since the airing of Batman the Animated Series may have to do with the fact that his visual design is not very noteworthy or unique. The interrogator sports a rather plain and ordinary design. However, in many ways, perhaps this more simplistic visual design is fitting for the interrogator since it visually represents the fact that he is someone who comic readers could quite literally see in real life. The interrogator's modus operandi revolves around his usage of torture tactics in order to pry information from the minds of his victims. Unfortunately, there are many individuals, including those employed by the United States government, who have utilized similar enhanced interrogation techniques to suit their own purposes. The interrogator represents these dark and unique themes about enhanced interrogation in ways that no other Batman villain can truly match. While the enhanced interrogation methods that people like the interrogator use may not directly kill anyone, they can lead to the long-term pain, suffering, and potentially deaths of those that are on the receiving ends of the enhanced interrogation techniques. According to the Physician for Human Rights article titled, Leave No Marks, Enhanced Interrogation Techniques, and the Risk of Criminality, it is explained how, quote, the experience of near suffocation is also associated with the development of predominantly respiratory panic attacks, high level of depressive symptoms, and prolonged post-traumatic stress disorder, end quote. The article goes on to explain how, quote, clinicians who treat torture survivors at the Bellevue NYU programs for survivors of torture have observed that survivors of torture and other forms of near asphyxiation suffer from long-lasting trauma, end quote. Clearly, these enhanced interrogation techniques can cause long-term psychological pain. They can even lead to the loss of life in the long run. As the Leave No Marks Enhanced Interrogation Techniques and the Risk of Criminality article illustrates, Quote, individuals who have been threatened with death often relive their near-death encounters in nightmares, flashbacks, and intrusive memories. These experiences can provoke feelings of intense anxiety that cause dysfunction at work and in family settings, and in more extreme cases, 
cause self-harm. Mock executions in other situations where death is threatened cause victims to repeatedly experience their last moments before anticipated death, create a sense of complete unpredictability and uncertainty over the possibility of imminent death, and induce chronic fear and hopelessness. Studies also show that those who experience mock executions and death threats often suffer from PTSD symptoms, anxiety, and depressive symptoms, and increased frequency of suicidal behavior. End quote. Enhanced interrogation techniques can potentially lead to the individuals who suffer from them committing suicide because they are so severely haunted by their experiences on the receiving end of these enhanced interrogation techniques. Therefore, while it may initially seem as if enhanced interrogation techniques do not result in the loss of life, in the long term, they most certainly can if the PTSD caused by these experiences so severely overwhelm the victims of these punitive interrogation strategies and lead them to take their own lives or otherwise cause self-harm. In the Cape and Cowell Conspiracy, the episode opens with the interrogator putting a diplomatic courier named Mr. McWhorter through a shockingly gritty and painful experience of near suffocation in a quicksand trap in order to determine the location of a diplomatic pouch containing $750,000 in bearer bonds that McWhorter was supposed to transport, earmarked for humanitarian aid for starving refugees centered in Eastern Europe. Gordon remarks later in the episode that McWhorter is lucky to even still be alive and he will undoubtedly have painful psychological scars from his encounter with the interrogator. While Batman certainly would and should never kill anyone in his right mind, he has been known to employ the heinous tactics of the interrogator on many occasions. In Christopher Nolan's 2008 film called The Dark Knight, while interrogating the mobster known as Salvatore Moroni for information, Batman drops him from a considerable height which broke both of his legs. This reflects a concerning and morally dubious side of Batman that has incredibly harmful physical and psychological effects on the criminals that he subjects to his enhanced interrogation techniques. In The Cape and Cowell Death Trap, when Batman begins intimidating a felon named Harcourt, Harcourt pleads with him that, quote, The Supreme Court says I have to be told of my rights first. Upon hearing this, Batman simply responds with, quote, True, the police can't interrogate you without counsel. That's one reason I'm not a policeman. End quote. In saying this, Batman essentially demonstrates the issues with vigilante justice that are pushed to the forefront whenever he is placed in a story featuring the interrogator. As a vigilante, Batman has the freedom to take illegal and morally reprehensible actions in pursuit of information. When Batman and the interrogator's information-gathering methods become interchangeable, ideas about the unreasonable elements of vigilante justice should become readily apparent. It should be noted that 
while television shows such as the 1966 to 1968 Batman show, as well as the 2008 to 2011 Batman the Brave and the Bold show, portray Batman in a more morally righteous light by making him a duly deputized officer of the law. Most interpretations of Batman feature him working outside of the law as a vigilante, and thus often open themselves up to comparison to the similarly illegal and morally reprehensible actions of the interrogator. The Interrogator deserves a resurgence in popularity, especially after Matt Reeves' 2022 film, The Batman, essentially follows Batman on a journey in which he learned to reject his brutal interrogation in fear-mongering tactics. However, The Interrogator certainly has not been forgotten by Batman fans. Given his affinity for death traps, the Twitter user known as Sarcastro Vos Normandy raised the valid and thought-provoking question on August 29th 2012, that, quote, shouldn't Wormwood have built all those traps in Batman Arkham City, not the Riddler, end quote. While the Riddler certainly was well characterized throughout the Arkham video game series, having the interrogator be responsible for the hundreds of death traps within these games is most definitely a missed opportunity, not only because of just how prominent they were within these games, but also because the interrogator very clearly set himself apart from other Batman villains due to his penchant for utilizing death traps. So it only stands to reason that he at least play a part in some of the most famous Batman stories to feature such a vast number of death traps. Despite the missed opportunity of not using the interrogator in the Arkham games, he still remains one of the more psychologically interesting Batman villains. Through the interrogator, Batman's own moral code can be put to the test and compared and contrasted with that of the interrogator. That, alongside the interesting psychological themes that the interrogator raises about enhanced interrogation techniques, single-handedly makes the interrogator a crucial and intrinsic part of Batman's rogues gallery. It is no small wonder that, upon being given the chance to write an episode for Batman the Animated Series, an episode that would become the Cape and Cowl Conspiracy, Elliot Magan chose to bring back the villain that he had introduced almost two decades earlier in the Cape and Cowl Death Trap. In doing so, Magan elevated and improved the original concept of Wormwood's character and expanded upon his idea from the Cape and Cowl Death Trap that Batman's Cape and Cowl represented his very own symbol of fear-mongering. The interrogator is presented in this episode as a potential intellectual match for Batman, outsmarting him on numerous occasions and playing off of Batman's own detective skills, even if Batman was ultimately able to outsmart the interrogator in the end. By the end of the episode, there are two capes and cowls, one of which Batman sends to a recently imprisoned interrogator. By the end of the episode, both Batman and the interrogator have a cape and cowl, the de facto symbol of enhanced interrogation and fear-mongering. By the end of the episode, one may ask, are the interrogator and Batman really anything more than the empty capes and cowls that they carry around in the night, striking fear in the hearts of their enemies? Do the capes and cowls that both Batman and the interrogator carry cover up the men beneath them? Do their enhanced interrogation and fear-mongering strategies define them in the exact same ways? After all, Neither Batman nor the Interrogator are known to be responsible for the loss of any human life in this episode. So then, 
aside from their motivations, what truly separates Batman from the interrogator? I am Paxton Phillips, and this is WCCS Radio.